Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Glad you hope you're doing all right. It's been a good, good time to be in knowing the Lord. Amen. It's a good time to know Him and know His Holy Spirit's working in us. And we're living in perilous times, but we're not afraid. We're just ready to go on with what God has for us. Well, the last few weeks I was talking about the uh, the prosperous soul, and uh, we talked about the poor soul and what and what constitute a, a a prosperous soul, a truly prosperous soul. Last week, but I want to continue along that line. Because uh, we live in a, an age where stress and unrest and the moral uh, fiber of our nation has gone so low in, in, in areas that we, it's hard to have peace and have joy. But in the midst of all of that, God has given us those things. But we can get off of those things and not have peace and be uh, in conflict and be in, uh, uptight about everything if we're not careful. And there's a passage, we'll start tonight in a passage over in Luke. Uh, you know this story, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And it's the story of Mary and Martha, you know, and, and Jesus had gone to visit them. And uh, it said, now it happened as they went uh, into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him to her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted by much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And here's what I will come to. And Jesus answered, said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which cannot be taken away from her. Listen, it's so easy to become worried (laughs) and troubled and distracted uh, by many things in our world today. That, you know, uh, there's so much going on today and so much uh, uh, drawing for our attention. And it's easy to be weighed down with problems. Uh, in Luke 21, 34, Jesus said this, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts... Now, what do we talk about our heart? A mind or will or emotion made up of our soul, but our spirit and our heart together, or soul together makes up our heart, according to some and... and and be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of life, this life, and so that the day come up on you unawares. If you're not careful, you can be overcome with problems, worries, cares, fears. And it says this surfeiting, things that bring pain, drunkenness, intoxicated, uh, burdens of the heart, overcome with things, and then the cares and worries and fears of this life. I mean, you know, we're not to carry, have cares and worries and fears. Uh, we're to be able to be away from those things. Over in Matthew 6, verse 25, in the, in the King James Version, it says, Take no thought, Jesus says, about your life or worry, about what you eat, drink, or so forth. And he goes on to talk about that. But that word worry, uh, the word worry suggests a distraction, a preoccupation with things concerning uh, causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. Listen, my friends, that's what we're going through today. If you're not careful, you can be overcome with these things and not be able to function as God would have us to function. And we don't want to live there. 
We don't want to live there. And that all perhaps goes back to your soul, doesn't it? Your mind, your will, your emotions. That's what the enemy always wants to confuse, cause problems in. And, and if he can't do that, then you can operate as God wanted you to. He, he doesn't, God doesn't want us to be stressed out and overcome with worry, but have peace and trust in his faithfulness to help us walk through this life. I mean, you know, when you worry, really worry is a sin. Because what it, what it means is you have a lack of trust in what God has said in his word. But we're not to go there. Because God is always there to help us. In Psalm 46, 1, it says this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but <laughs> if you're in trouble of any kind, if you're having trouble with anything, who do we go to? God, he's our very present help. There's a trouble, you know, trouble is all around us. We don't live in a utopia. I hope you know that. We're not living in uh, nirvana, in a utopia where everything is perfect. That's what utopia means. But Jesus even said in Matthew 24, in this last days, in these days, there'd be rumors of wars, uh, wars and rumors of wars, and there'd be famine and pestilence and distractions of all kinds, earthquakes, and the love of many will grow cold. Well, we see that today. I just read a little article uh, yesterday that church attendance is even further down than it's ever been. My goodness. Used to be in, in 1937, I think it was, and then again in 42, uh, during World War II, uh, church attendance was about 70-some percent of our population. Today, it's, I, I, I forget what the quote was, but it's well below 50%. It's way down. So we have, we're living in... in, in uh, Times where the love of many will grow wax cold. And if you just read, uh, see the news or hear the news once in a while and all the terrible things that are going on around our nation, around the world, you would think, my goodness, you know. And then Paul warns us and warned Timothy in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that there were, we would live in perilous times would come. That means harsh, savage, uh, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, hard to deal with. But Jesus said this. Now, this is what I want to get to tonight. In this world, in John 16, 33, you will have tribulation. Tribulation. You'll have trouble. But be of good cheer. Amen? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That word cheer means to have courage and take comfort in the fact that he's on the throne. He's still alive. Amen? Be of good cheer. You ever think about being of good cheer? <laughs> How about cheering your life on in Christ. Amen. That's what we should be doing. In John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart, your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Amen. We're not to be troubled and afraid, you know. I heard, uh, I heard Keith Moore talk about uh, Brother Hagin one time and talked about they said Brother Hagin never worried. And he said, well, if you came home and you found out your wife and your, your kids were all had passed away or something, I think it was passed away, and, and they said, you wouldn't, uh, he's, and what would you do? You wouldn't worry. He says, what, would, what reason would I have to worry then? It's, <laughs> right? So in other words, he, he wasn't going to let the cares and the worries and anxiety of this world get upon him. Doesn't mean he wasn't concerned. It doesn't mean you can't be concerned about a thing. That's different than worry. 
You can be concerned without having worry. Worry will rob you of your sleep, will rob you of your rest, it will rob you of, of things, thinking right. But we're not to do that. We're to have the peace of God. How many of you know we need the peace of God tonight? When, when Martha was overcome, Martha, Martha, Jesus said, you're worried and troubled about many things. That's where we live today, distracted and worried about many things. We gotta keep our eye on the, on the prize, amen? The prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. But if there are steps to, to peace. How many of you know there's steps to peace? Some of my favorite scriptures we'll be reading tonight, but it, it still works today, my friends. Over in uh, 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 Philippians chapter four, now we're finding Paul write, is writing this wonderful letter to the church at Philippi, and he's challenging them to be in unity. How many of you know it's easy to be in disunity in this day and this hour with the pandemic? How many of you know we were, we were praying about this the other night in prayer, talking about it and praying about it, how we've become divided. People that aren't here, maybe they, maybe they can't be here for various reasons, but that's the enemy. He wants to divide us. And Pastor Scott said Sunday, forsake not the assembling together if you're able. I'm not talking about people that, are, you know, that know they can't get out amongst people, and that's one thing. But if you're able, we need to be together. We need to be in unified unity. And every time that we see in the church, especially in the book of Acts, when they were unified, great things happened. That's what we're to be in unity. But he's writing this to the church at Philippi about that. And, and he said in the Philippians in, in verse four, we'll start in verse four. He's talked before that, he's talking about being in unity. And he says this, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. But Paul, you don't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> you don't understand how bad I, I'm having it right now. You don't understand what somebody did to me or what I've done to somebody or what, what's happening around me. But Paul didn't. <laughs> Paul could have, said, could have said this, but he didn't. You think you have trouble. You think you have some trouble. Listen to what Paul said over in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 through about 25 or 28. Beaten, I'm just paraphrasing this, beaten among measure five times, 40 stripes from beatings. Five times was beaten. Stoned, <laughs> beaten with rods, shipwrecked three times. You ever think about that? Being shipwrecked three times? My goodness, perils. And, and, and toil, weariness, in prison, prison frequently. In fact, friend, brethren, I'm writing from prison right now. And I'm telling you, rejoice. Rejoice how, Paul? Rejoice what? Rejoice in the Lord. He's our help. As, as I read a while ago, he's an ever-present help. Whatever you're going through. He's, Paul's saying, here's the steps to peace in, in Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord, the one who gave his life for you. That's the Lord, that Lord. The one who never will leave you or forsake you. How many of you know he'll never leave you or forsake you? Now, we can walk away from him, but he's not going to leave us ever. My goodness, that's enough to rejoice in right there. But it also, the one that sticks closer than a brother. And the one that leads us in the paths of righteousness and the one who will be right there giving us peace in the midst of the storm. 
and the storms of life. We all go through them, don't we, brothers and sisters? We all go through the storms of life. We all have trouble. I used to like what Creflo Dollar used to say, you gotta trouble your trouble. <laughs> How do you trouble your trouble? You, you begin to rejoice in the Lord. You begin to praise God. You begin to stand with Him, amen? We want peace in this day and this hour. I don't know about you, but I like to lay down and have not a whole lot of trouble on my mind and be able to go to sleep and, re and just wake refreshed. Well, I tell you what, when your sleep is interrupted day after day after day over things that are going on from worry and fear and anxiety, guess what? You can't think right and you won't operate the way God wants you to operate. Then he goes on to say, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. And he says, gentleness. Believers are to be gentle and forbearing in dealing with all people. It says be gentle with all people. That word also, what's our reason to be gentle? The Lord is at hand. In other words, he could return at any time. Or you could go to be in front of him. Amen? Stand to be judged in front of him. So we want to be courteous and kind. Over in Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you. If you haven't heard uh, Pastor Scott's last couple weeks of messages on forgiveness, you, you need to get uh, uh, download that and, and, and watch that on our website and get that off our website. It'll, listen, we're to forgive as Christ forgave us. We're to be tender-hearted towards people, unbelievers and believers. Amen? And if, if we want peace in our life, I'll tell you what, it's so hard when you're holding something against somebody else to have peace. It'll work on your mind. It'll, it'll, it'll cause you to get irritated. It'll cause you to get anxious. It'll cause you to get fearful. And it'll cause you to do things you probably don't will regret at some point. But the Bible is easier to read than it is to walk out sometimes, isn't it? We can read these things, but you say, what you, like I said, Paul, you don't understand. Mike, you don't understand. I understand fully because we all go through things. But the Bible... God will give us the grace to walk out what's in this Bible. He, he's doing this for our own good. He's telling us, that just like that scripture I read, he's saying, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, because he knows if we'll do that, peace will invade our, our, our very life. And that's what we need to have. Over in Philippians, it goes on to say, here's the charge in Philippians 4, verse 6. The charge is to be anxious or worrisome about nothing. Nothing. Boy, that's awfully hard, isn't it? Because it seems like we just worry about everything. You know, over there in, in, in Matthew 6, when he was talking about take no thought or, or, or don't worry about anything, about, oh, he was talking about what, you're, what you would eat and what you would wear, you know, different things that today would be say, what kind of car you have, whether you can pay your mortgage or all this. Stuff. But he, he said, don't worry about that. The very... Uh, uh, birds of the, uh, you know, the, the air are taken care of. The, the lilies of the field, they, they're dressed beautifully, you know. All those things. Don't worry, he says. And he's saying now, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, here's the answer. In everything, what, by what? By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Let your requests be known unto God, amen? That supplication, 
what it, what it means, prayer, special times of prayer, supplication, pour out your soul. If you want to pour out your heart to somebody, pour it out to the Lord. Lord, I'm having a hard time here. Things are going on. They're not going well. What do I do? And he's the one that can receive those things and help you out of those things, give you peace in the midst of your storm. Amen? Amen. But you got to have thanksgiving. Why do you have thanksgiving when you pray? Because you're praying to a God that can, thank, or that can answer your prayers or you're thanking him before you ever see the answer. Amen? Amen. It's important in everything. Give thanks. In everything. It says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. How many times we go and talk to other people about our problems, our distractions, our worries, our fears, and forget to go to the one that can help you with them? You know, most people, <laughs> they'll be sympathetic to a degree, and they'll say, well, you know, and they may even try to help you. They may even try to talk to you and give you instruction and give you counsel. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. As Ask me how I know. Well, I haven't got time to tell you right now because <laughs> the stories would be too long. But listen, when you go to God, he will get, begin to direct your path. He will begin to show you way out of things. He'll begin to turn things around for you. I, I like it. He's an ever-present help, but he's constantly working, I believe, behind the scenes to help things be corrected for our lives. Amen? But he says, do that. Be with prayer. Do not worry and be anxious, but begin to pray. Now, when I say pray, I don't mean just pray and beg him for things. Pray, say, Lord, what am I to do? You know, that should be our first prayer when we run into trouble. It's, Lord, I'm, I'm asking you, where do I, what do I do here? Where do I go from here? Then you may have, and he'll begin to give you answers. I remember a story uh, of a guy who was here years ago named Mike Williams, and he told a story of a, a woman that, uh, that uh, went out in her yard, or uh, they had a pool, and her one or, one or two-year-old little uh, baby drowned in that pool, and they found him out in the pool. And he, he, this woman says, I, I've got to get alone with the Lord. And, and he told her husband that. And he went, she went out in the field and sat down in the middle of the field and began to cry out to the Lord. And there was something that came over her, and we're going to read about it, what, what it was here in a moment. The Lord gave her such peace that she could go back and deal with all that was going on. Right in the midst of that. I can't even imagine that. But right in the midst of that, because it goes on to say, when you're doing these things, Prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And then it says, then what's it say? And the peace of God, the peace of God, which passes understanding, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That woman went out in the middle of her field, out in the back of her house there, sat down, and cried out to God. I ever remember that testimony. It was like she couldn't look up. She was crying so hard, but she was calling out to the Lord. And it, when she looked, it, she saw, I don't, it, more than likely it was a vision, but she saw this, the, the, the feet and the sandals of Jesus. And the peace of God covered her heart and mind. Man, I, it's, it's, it just, it just, it's past his understanding. What, what, why, when you're going through the darkest troubles of life and you begin to pray, Lord, I'm going to rejoice in the midst of my trouble. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times, as the psalmist said. 
His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Even when I'm, even when I'm in this hard place, things don't look good. They, I don't even know my way out of this. I, and and I, I hardly can stand it. But Lord, I'm praying to you. And I'm going to cast my care over onto you. I'm going to make my request known unto you. And I'm going to thank you that you make a way out. And I'm believing for the peace that passes all understanding right in the midst of my trouble. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you need to cry out to God and say, God, I just need peace over these situations that are going on in my life. I can't deal with them myself, but I know your grace is sufficient for me. It's so good, so <laughs> I can't even explain it. And people will say, well, aren't you worried? And you can say, no, I am concerned, but I'm not worried that I have peace over this. God has given me peace, whatever that may be. See, we, we try to qualify it. Well, if it was this situation, that's one thing. If it's something else, that's another thing. No, whatever you have going through, whatever it's in your life that you're having to struggle with, and all of us at one time or another have things we go through. Isn't that right? But he will give us peace. As we walk in prayer and fellowship with God, we will he will continue to infuse us with his peace, no matter the conflict or trial. He gives us peace to conquer and walk through the trial. Amen? Amen. Now, he goes on to say, what, what else is next? Now, these are steps to, to having peace. You say, well, steps, what do you mean steps? You got to walk out steps. You got to practice things. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't want to practice. Well, we, that's why we need to hear the word. That's why we need to renew our mind. That's why we need to do what he tells us to do on a wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your Christian walk, you need to begin to put into practice things into your life, the things that you've heard and seen and, and will con, uh, that, so they can become a reality to you. But he goes on to say, finally, brethren, <laughs> here comes, here, prayer, peace comes through what? Right thinking. The charge here is to think and practice these things. What things? Well, things, uh, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Well, what did Jesus say? My word is true, amen? His word is true, amen? If, if there's so much un, untruth in the world today, we need to hear truth. Okay, well, the doctor said this, yeah, but the truth is, or, or my situation here is, yeah, but God said this, amen? We need the truth on every situation. Whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things of a good report if there is any virtue if there anything praiseworthy praiseworthy meditate on these things to meditate right to think on these things to begin to where where does the enemy attack us everybody gets attacked right here between the ears in our minds isn't that true because if we're thinking on the right things guess what we can begin to walk in those right things we can begin to know that god is for us it's the source of powerful, positive thinking. What is the source of that? The Word of God, first and foremost. Amen? The Word of God. And then noble examples. Find people, be around people that have had, had their prayers answered and walk in the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. Not, don't get around people that are uh, negative and, and uh, down and out all the time and won't give you a word of encouragement. Don't do that. Get away from that. It may, not be, it may be people you don't even know, people you watch on TV or something else, but get away from that. And then also self-effort. Peace comes through getting in the word of God and putting these things in practice. 
The things you've seen and learned in me, that's what goes on to say, Paul says, the things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me. Now, Paul, where's Paul writing this from? He's writing it from prison. Writing it from prison. He's writing the letters of, uh, of Paul from prison. There's a book we used to do a, a, a Bible study on that, which you might want to pick up sometime and go through. It's a, a really great study. But anyway, he said the things which you've learned we have to learn some things and received and heard and saw in me. Well, how do you see something from Paul? Well, you read the word. If you don't read the word, you'll know nothing about Paul. A lot of people don't know anything about Paul, the apostle, because they never heard about Paul, the apostle. The only reason way we know anything about him is we read it in his word. Amen? But he says, these things do. These things do them. Listen, it's one thing to talk about something. It's another thing to, to, to do them. Isn't that right? We're to be what? Doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving our own selves. But he says these things do, and then what happens? And the God of peace will be with you. See, that's, that's all part of our soul. That's our part, the part where we live. And I pray tonight you begin to go over these things. They're, they're simple. They seem simple, but they're harder to put into practice. But God will give us the grace to put them into practice so we can walk in peace. And not only can you walk in peace, but you can help other people walk in peace. That should be our goal too. Hey, don't you want to be around somebody that helps you get over the hump rather than, you know, get knocked down by what's coming? At least I do. I do. So let's do those things tonight. Whatever you've seen and heard and saw in him, just do them. Nike didn't coin that phrase. Paul did. Amen. Just do it. So it'll be with you. Peace will be with you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. We all go through things. We all have situations in our life at different times of our life that, that are hard. They really are. They're, they're, they're hard to deal with. But Lord, I thank you that in your word, you tell us how to get peace, how to, how to come before you, how to cast our care over onto you, how to put our request out to you, how to, how to just rejoice in the God of our salvation, knowing that you're a God that's always there for us, always helping us through us, ever-present help in times of trouble. May we lean on that. May we do that. May we practice that, and we will have peace in our hearts tonight. I pray for everyone out there that needs peace tonight. They'll begin to call out to the Lord, and he'll give them peace. Peace that passes understanding will guard their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you in the midst of all that's going on today. We can have victory. We're not the victim. We're the victors because of what Jesus has already done. Peace, peace, he says, I give unto you. Not as the world gives. <laughs> My peace. Peace, peace, peace. Amen. So we thank you, Lord, tonight for all that hearing this message. May we grow in the things of Christ and be a blessing to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's been good to be with you. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website, at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.